Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m. Sundays at 11 a.m. here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Now here's your host, Jay Garvin. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, hello, it's Summertime in the Colorado market, the real estate market, and in the radio studio as well. I am Jay Garvin's, your host of the Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, where every week you and I talk about everything real estate, everything finance, but most importantly, everything about you. Financially, your budget, your health, your wellness with your family and how directly your peace of mind in owning a piece of real estate or your peace of mind financially, especially in these inflationary times, is covered right here. Conversation between you and I with the occasional guest coming in as it is today and give you an update on the economic forecast in real estate, the economic forecast with your budgeting, your bills, and everything between now and your wonderful retirement. And if you're hearing my voice for the very first time, I am Jay, and I'm your friend. Don't worry about the clutter and the distractions going on for the three minutes that you're listening or the 13 minutes, hopefully for the whole hour, or catching the podcast on jgarvins.com. I spell that G-A-R-V-E-N-S.com. Every single one of my podcasts you can get on there. 54 minutes you and I share in an hour every Saturday and then again on Sunday. If you have a question, anything at all, last week I got a tremendous question from a radio listener who left me a message. I really appreciate you and all callers. William called in and just talked about inflation and about gas and how the pricing is being pushed from the um, corporate end. And it's interesting because without even changing my radio research and topic flow calendar this week, I'm going to actually address a lot of things about gasoline. So I hope William is listening, and I appreciate Teresa calling. I appreciate Kyle, another great radio listener, he and his wife, Jesse, who I got a chance just to go out and look at his house last Thursday, and that's what I do. I'm here to help you. I do radio shows on what are the best improvements to do to your house based on the ROI, the return on investment, so the value, your appraisal, your what we call the CMAs, your current market analysis, because especially as interest rates go up, proof being told that financing is the tail that wags the dog. As financing goes in this country... So goes real estate. I'm going to talk about it this week with Bill McAfee. I'm also going to talk about it next week with Justin Hermes. We have all really fresh information. We share some views. We have differing views. But most importantly, this is the hour for you and I. I would love to earn your business in your next purchase or refinance transaction right now. I think next week I'm going to be talking about bouncing back to a buyer's market. Now, that's not today, but... We're going to talk about that, and I want to earn your business to help you purchase your next home, 719-330-1457. I've done shows that this is the best time to buy real estate. 
even Dave Ramsey, who Churchill has exclusively partnered with on the radio for 30 years now, talked about this being the best time in buying. He just cut a commercial for me personally and my team stating that it is a great time to buy real estate because when less people are buying it, it's a good time to buy. And now is the most affordable time because real estate, in my mind, and in many other great economic minds, it's never going to be cheaper than it is now. Inflation and supply and demand will assure that. But I've been a licensed loan originator since the requirement First started in 2009, have been originating loans since 1998, another nine years before that. So over 11,000 clients and conversations, over 20,000 under my belt. And all I have in the golden years of my career is to share information with you on the radio totally for free. So with no further ado, today's show is titled, Drumroll Matt... Looking outside the bubble. Looking outside the bubble, that's today's show, with the exception of the economic update. And one thing I've done this summer, because my son just graduated from high school and my daughter is a junior, five years ago I set aside and said 2022 and 2023 are going to be the most important summers in my life for my children. He's going off to college, pre-med program, will be engaged intensely for 10 years, going through his trek to MD. So I've taken time, and we have got outside of the Pikes Peak region and the Colorado bubble. We're really going to go further outside that bubble as we go to international flights and so forth in the fall. But right now we have been in over 12 different states in the last 12 months, but in the last 90 days we've been through Colorado, of course, all the way through Nebraska, through Kansas, through Iowa, through Minnesota, Wisconsin, through Missouri, through Tennessee. And life is very different in many respects. Not just the culture, not just the government, but the housing, the mortgages, the gasoline prices, the food prices, the cost of living. And we live in a bubble within Colorado, and I want to help you take a journey with me outside of the state, recognizing some of the incredible strengths of Colorado, some of the things that are across the board the same, and other things that are very, very different. But I will point out how much has changed inside our bubble over the last 25 years since I've come here in 1996. A generation, a quarter of a century, that's a long time. Now, we went from an entirely red conservative state to a very blue state, And I'm telling you folks that it is a huge difference in how our economy and the economics of the Pikes Peak region and definitely Colorado operates. And I'm going to look at some of those things because people can have any social or political views that they want. And I keep to myself, for the most part, my family would differ. But when it comes to economics, that's when you're going to hear my opinion. When I go to one state, say Colorado, and then another state, say Tennessee, and and gas is a dollar a gallon difference, I'm going to do research on that. When I go to another state like Missouri and a 
$400,000 house in Colorado is a $200,000 house in Missouri. I'm going to talk about that and do research. So don't go anywhere. It's all going to feed back to you and what are some options and some intel. As a military guy, I'll tell you that I'll share. But don't go anywhere. Call me at 330-1457. Call me over the break, and I'll be back with Bill McAfee. We'll do an economic update. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, welcome back. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, where I'm talking today about looking outside the bubble. Now, you can call me at 330-1457. I'd love to help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction or even tell you some of the differences economically that I'm seeing between, say, Colorado and Wisconsin or Missouri and Colorado or Colorado and Tennessee. It's good to have outside perspective, but also... Looking outside our bubble, I've got Bill McAfee in here doing the economic update and talking about looking outside the bubble as far as the market going from an extreme seller's market. For the last 24 months, if you were a seller, you were the king on top of the mountain. Everybody else has been your peasant, even your real estate agent. Well, those times are coming to a screeching halt, and I don't just say a slowing pace, a screeching halt, and Bill's got a lot to say about that as we start to see on the horizon a turn to a more level or buyer's market. What you say, Bill? Well, here's where I jump in. You know, you've been a drug addict for years, Jay, so yeah, there's no, no big surprise there. There are no surprise. I think the last couple of years, it's like we have been hooked on drugs. We've had a market that no one has ever seen, and I mean no one has ever seen ever. here before. In the history of this county in, and parts of the whole country. Oh, absolutely. The last two years, we're averaging in home prices. They're up by average the last two years. It's 15.7%. That's insane. Last year, we ended out from 20 to 21, that was at 18.6%. The year before that was 12.8%. But the bottom line is, if I look at any real estate run over a 20-year span, it's typically going to be 3 to 4% here in our market. Yep. So those of you who uh, did sell and stuff like that, congratulations. You just saw one of the best markets you've ever seen. But here's what I'm going to say. We all got to go through rehab now because we were full of everything, and we're going to detox, and we're going through rehab. We're going back yep. to a normal market. This isn't a 2008 crash, I will tell you. It's not. The fundamentals are totally different. Way over 50% of the loans in the last four years have been conventional. People are putting money into the game. Jay, we closed a, a deal four months ago where a person hadn't made payments for two years and still took money from the table. So because of the increase in appreciation, because of the money that they put down, the stuff is not the same as it was in 08. We had, look at the types of loans that were out back then, too. Oh, they were all the Nina, the no income, no asset. Called the, the liar, liar loan. loan. Yeah. Stated income, no doc. Yeah, you just show up, breathe on a mirror, and if there's fog, you get a loan. Those days have been gone. 
Get this, for over 14 years now, since 2008, those days have been gone. Well, and even now, Jay, the qualification is still tough. It's it not is like tough. people are just going to go in and get a home. Before I go on, because people walk here and say, Jesus, I want to kill myself because of what Bill said. That's not it at all. We're coming from a mark we've never seen, the hottest mark I've ever seen. I was flipping dirt. That never happens, okay? But I'm already telling you right now, that stopped. Yeah, um, that stopped. We flipped dirt and made $132,000 on a piece of dirt that yep. we were going to build on. And we're like, we can't build on it and make that much profit. Nope. Let's just turn it. And and already, I will tell you on stuff that, that I have out, I'm already having people ask for extensions on stuff that's coming due in October. So, you know, we're it's it's interesting, this market. And what's weird is it changed so fast. I'll give you some examples. Three months ago, we had like 550 listings, you know, throughout the month. Right now, we're over 2,000. So we had 500 homes on the market. Yep. Now we have 2,000 homes on well, the market. And I just went and pulled, go back two months, it was less than 1,000. And now we're up over 2,300. So it, it over doubled, literally. In fact, I got stats back to 03. As a percentage, this is the biggest increase in listing numbers ever that I have back to 2003. Now, having said that, we should have about 3,500 to be normal. So we were so far undersupplied, it was insane, and that's part of what was driving prices. So what I'm seeing right now is people are definitely, the other thing, Jay, interest rates going up are affecting us big time. But the thing I think is affecting us more is, and something you can never gauge, is consumer confidence. People are freaked out. They don't know what to do. Gas prices at 550 a gallon of milk is 6 bucks. No one knows what's going to come down the pike in the government right now. So people are kind of sitting. I also see sellers who are freaked out, and they're throwing their homes on the market because, oh, my gosh, I might have missed it. Yeah, and that's up in inventory. <laughs> yes, I bought is. new tires on my wife's car, and I'm thinking, hey, I think I'm going to get new tires on my truck and the Ford Escape because we just had a shortage on baby formula came out of nowhere. Is rubber going to be next? You know, you don't know what's around the corner. You just absolutely don't. Sales, we still had 1,712 sales last month. Let's talk about that. That's yeah. like one of the best top 10 months yeah, it's ever. Top, it's top 10, you know, as far as records. So we're still selling at a huge pace. And, Jay, we're still undersupplied here. Not to the degree that we were, because what happened is demand shifted. We don't have the buyers. We were selling 200% of what we had. And people say, Bill, how the hell can you do that? Well, we would have 1,000 listings. We would have 800 listings come on that month. We would sell all 800 plus 200 back into that 1,000. So we start the next month with only 800 listings. We were selling more than what was in. We were selling everything that came on the market plus some. That has stopped. I'll tell you something else has stopped. We don't see escalation clauses. No. We're not seeing appraisal gaps anymore. One of the what are you seeing? Well, here's what I am seeing. I was sitting by a young lady in a meeting the other day, and she goes, I just got a 2014 offer. And I said, well, what's that? And she goes, I just got $5,000 under list price and $5,000 in seller concessions. And that's Amen the Amen to the buyer. Oh, I, you know what? You, you said, you know, the sellers have been the king of their castle. I equate it to the sellers have been like that muscle guy on Venice Beach who's just been kicking the sand in everyone's face. And now that sand's going to come back because the buyers are pumped up. They've been <laughs> they've been working with iron. They're going to twist <laughs> some fingers here over the next couple of years. So, That's funny. So sales are coming back up. We got um, what what is starting to happen now that I said was going to happen months ago. We had had the number of listings just going down. I mean, almost straight down. The number of sales was going up. And scary, almost to zero. I mean, your graphs almost touched zero. Oh, it, it was wild. And now what's happened? Listings are coming back up. They've, they've curved. They're coming back up, even on a long-term running average. Sales on a running average have leveled and starting to ease back down. Those are coming back toward each other, which is going to continue to ease prices. You and I had a conversation. I'm still holding them my deal. By the end of this year, I believe it will be between 5 and 10%. And I'll show you just a little bit of data on that. So we'll see what happens. I think you're only going to see somewhere. I think it could be around 8 
eight percent this yeah, coming up Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You My know? prediction: the low is eight, and the high is twelve. If we get a rush of buyers, I mean, I've got so many investment property buyers out there, Bill, that if I just activate the cavalry, we might take an extra thousand or two houses off the market for Marlo and I and the 1,100 couples to go buy it again. So let's get this straight for a second. We still have days on the market that's very short, less than 30 days on the market. So still very, very short. So good houses are still going. But to say to the people that are selling, what would you tell them? I would tell people right now, if you're a seller and you got and you've done a good CMA, your good market analysis, you know, I, and I said even when times are good, start there and then you'll have a bidding war go up. Yes. What's going to happen right now? Start there and likely you will. If that market was a a strong CMA, it's likely people are going to offer less than what that is. Uh huh. So it's the market always lags and sellers are going to have to chase. So I would say if you're a seller and a, and the deal comes in, remember 15.7%. Remember that number. That's what you've done over the last two years. Yeah. So don't. My dad used to say, you know, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. You just got to remember that as a seller. If you get a good offer in, even if it's below list, don't mess around. You chasing the market is not fun, and you will lose your shorts. Yep, I've done that in the past, and even as recent as 2017. If your house is priced well, it'll sell. If your house is on the market as a seller and it's not selling, there's only three things that can help you: price, price. And price. Yeah. Um, you know, price will fix everything. Price fixes everything <laughs> on both sides of the table. Well, and here's one I want to say. Here's where interest rates are really affecting us. We've gone up effectively over the last six months. We've gone up 3% in interest rates. And I, for the viewers out there, I just wanted to give them an example of what that's done to your purchasing power. So back in December, I could have bought a $500,000 house, and my payment would have been 1708 bucks. okay? If I want to keep my payments the same at 1708 bucks, and that's just principal and interest, but it's now 6%, it took my purchasing bound 147000 bucks. So the house I can buy right now is a $352,000 house. Rather than a $500,000 yes. house. And all that's the everything. change was the interest rates. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying that is a material. We can't judge consumer confidence. That's something that's... That's emotional. It is emotional, um, and it's out there like a knife. With a knife, you can cut it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and here's another number for people out in radio land. Interest rates, that 3% interest rate increase, let's say you had a $400,000 mortgage, and let's say you were able to get this back in December at 4.1, I'm sorry, 3.1, your payment was 1708.07, okay? Uh-huh. Let's say I decided to try to get that same $400,000 loan right now. My payment is 2423 bucks. That payment increased $715. And there's not enough families out there that have reserves and live low enough, below their budget enough to just buy that. They're holding off or they're just getting a second, third job and thinking about renting again. Yeah. Average price has gone down. Now we're in our third straight month of average price going down. I did miss a prediction last month, and I will tell on myself. I said both average and median were done. We would not see any more records, and median did set another one. Average has been down now for two straight months. Uh-huh. I was surprised that the median went up to, what, 384? It, yes, it, it set a record. And I really honestly did not see that happening. And I still, I'm going to say it again, I think it's capped out. I think that's done. We, a 495 was a median. 495. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's higher and, than I thought. And I so I think I, now I'm going to say I don't think either one of those will go higher than where they no, are. No, I right think now. they'll sit flat the whole rest of the year. I don't think they're going to go down much, but I think they're it's, just going to sit yeah. flat like they did last year. So in the last minute or two, tell us, my friend, read in your tea leaves. Here's a very interesting. The, uh, this is compare month to month, but where he, we had been, if I compared a month last year to a month this year, we've been going 14, 15 percent, even through the first yeah. half of the year. But what happened here in June? Nine point six percent. 
on average and 10 on median. Yeah. So that's you, you are starting to see that softening in there, and it will continue because we don't have the demand that we had, and the interest rates are going to slow her down. But the one thing, Bill, is if you look at last year's statistics, mm-hmm. the whole last half of the year, the median sat at like 450. Right. So if you are a seller out there, you want to sell, just do like Bill said, CMA, a market analysis, price it there, plus 10% under it to be competitive, and it'll move fast. And like you said, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Do be, not chase the market. Be careful out there. And the final... Uh, real quick, in we're still January through June. We're up 13% on average, almost 14% median. Residential units sold are still up, but the amazing inventory levels... Uh, function of demand and supply are up, but here's the big number. Listings are up 80%, 70, uh, 77, 76% from last year. Yeah. That's going to continue to go. You know, builders have some spec homes out there. They're not emotionally tied to that stuff. No. So you're going to see that come in. And and, uh, and so, you know, it's, again, from what we were at, we're going to have to get clean, okay? I'll, I'll run your sobriety chest for you guys and run you through rehab because we're going to need to get clean again, and that's just where we're at. Well, thanks so much, Bill. And don't go anywhere. I'm going to jump right back into the conversation about what Bill had said and looking outside the bubble we live in. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Call me for your next purchase or refinance transaction during the break. Remember, I'm a licensed loan originator. We'll be back to talk more. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the beat? Welcome back. I am Jay, your host right here at the Jay Garvin Show. Great economic update with Bill McAfee. I'm going to key on some items here for you as a radio listener, and Bill does the real estate economic update. And year-to-date, if you're a homeowner, you still, from June of last year to June of this year, even though the inventory, the number of homes that are available out there for people to buy has increased by 50%, like the largest increase from last June to this June, actually 61% for the inventory levels. The average price is up 13.4% and median 13.8%. It's been somewhere between 12 and 15% increase for the first six months. Now, these next six months, we might not see any increase at all, which then at the end of the year, you're still going to have 7 to 10% of appreciation. But if you are a buyer out there, I want you to call me at 719-330-1457. Offers and seller cash contributions. A seller contribution is something like, I'm going to sell my house for $400,000. It'll praise for four hundred dollars or $410,000, and I'm going to give you 
$5,000 of seller concessions to go towards your down payment or closing costs. Those are conversations and contract offers that are being accepted that we haven't seen in two or three years. And that's why next week in the show, I'm going to talk exclusively about the bounce back to a buyer's market. But today, we need to take some time to look outside of our bubble because how are house prices in Wisconsin? How are house prices in Tennessee? How are house prices in Missouri or in Iowa or in Minnesota or anywhere in between that I've actually been to and seen? How is it that it's a beautiful place to live in Colorado, but I really undug into the details as to how you can buy a house in Des Moines, Iowa for $200,000 when it's hard to get a house in Colorado Springs for $400,000? Or why are people in California and Washington State going crazy because they're selling their houses for $800,000 and coming to Colorado and thinking $500,000 is a, a tremendous deal? And I started to look in this through fuel because you have house and your cost of living in a house which goes into the national average cost of living. You also have your commodities like the food you buy, your milk and your eggs. You also have your transportation costs which of course in large part comes from your gas. So I took a really deep look into gas. And it's very interesting what I saw. And these are states that I have driven through. I went to Tennessee this last week with my family down to Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the University of Tennessee Volunteers. I have a cabin 35 minutes out by Gatlinburg and the Smoky Mountains, Pigeon Forge. And when I left, gas in Colorado had settled from 4.89 all the way down to $4.72 a gallon. And when I went down to Tennessee, I said, how in the world is it that outside of Knoxville, instead of 472 a gallon, we were paying $3.79 a gallon, an entire dollar less. On a 15-gallon tank, that's $15. On a 25-gallon truck tank, that's 25 bucks. That's a lot of money. Now, I thought that that would be because of tax and regulation on the actual gas. And I found, folks, that it isn't. Colorado, even though our gas is $4.72 a gallon, where our illustrious federal government, this is the federal government in Washington, D.C., takes 18 cents of federal money for every gallon of gas ever pumped or used in America. This doesn't even count jet fuel. This is just gas. They have billions and billions of dollars that the federal government takes in. And when the federal government talks to us about being thankful when they give us money for I-25 and I-70, that is your money. You're giving the federal government 18 cents or $1.80 if you get 10 gallons directly to the swamp. But Colorado itself has 23 and a half cents per gallon in state and other miscellaneous local confined to the state of Colorado fees. So that's 42 cents a gallon. So if you're buying gas for $4.72 a gallon, $4.30 of that goes to the process of buying the crude oil, refining it, getting it transported. But also the supply chain, local costs of doing business is in there. And we went to Tennessee and Tennessee where Colorado has 42 cents 
of tax in every gallon. Tennessee is 45 cents, 27 at the state level, 27 cents where we have 23 cents, and of course the 18 cents for federal. So where is that dollar eaten up? Now a lot of people believe, looking outside our bubble, that this is the oil refineries and the big rich fat cats down in Oklahoma or Texas or the fracking in Colorado, wherever it is, and that is not the case. The case is a wholesale gallon of gas refined probably at the same refineries in Texas. The crude oil shipped onto the exact same ports, and I've got the pictures here. There is a huge Port Arthur in Texas, and I guarantee you folks that that same port in Houston transports that fuel refined to Denver that it does to Knoxville. So where is that additional dollar being lost? Crazy enough, the biggest difference is the demand per state. Denver, Colorado, and Colorado itself is one of the most sought-after driving tourist locations, and your love gas stations, your maverick gas stations, your mobile, whatever you're getting, it's supply and demand. They know someone from Texas or even California or Wisconsin will pay that gas more in Colorado because they want to come here. So it's actually the demand and the profit that the individual stations, a love gas station in Iowa will take far less profit than a love gas station in Colorado, but also it's the cost of operating a Love's gas station on I-25 between Colorado Springs and Pueblo or Denver and one in Iowa. And Iowa is a drive-through state. And here's an example. In Iowa, right now, today, gas is only $4.09 a gallon. They've got $0.30 cents of state tax plus federal. We're at $0.42 cents of tax. They're at $0.48 cents of tax, but their gas is a full $0.50 cents less than ours. Because if they don't make their gas affordable in Iowa, people are going to drive to Nebraska. Well, now you're starting to see the exact same things I saw that apply in housing, that apply in clothing, in restaurant foods. It's why California and New York have gotten out of control because these have been desirable places to be over the last 30 years. And now post-COVID, that is changing. Here's the bottom line up front, folks. And I could go through real quick. I'll tell you gas in Colorado, $4.72 a gallon. In Nebraska, $4.36. Kansas, $4.20. $4.09 in Iowa. $4.40 in Minnesota. $4.16 in Wisconsin. $3.95 in Tennessee. They're encouraging people to come down to the Smoky Mountains because the cost of living is small enough and the cost of operating those stores there, and I'll get back to the transport in a second, but then you get up. So you get to Wyoming, more desirable, South Dakota, more desirable, $4.69, $4.47 in South Dakota. In Missouri, $4.03 a gallon. Arkansas, $4.03. So it was only Texas at three ninety-five and Tennessee at three seventy-nine to three eighty-nine. but there's no... Coincidence here, folks, in Illinois, New York, and California, $4.91, New York, $5.64 a gallon, and, of course, California, the winner, $5.81 a gallon, and this is all for unleaded gas. So a lot of it. A shocking, if you lay a map of gas pricing, the red states, no pun intended, 
for the high price of gas, you'll see a blue state in 16 out of 18 of the states. The only two states where it's run primarily by Democrats that is a lower gas price is New Mexico, but it's still high, but not as high as the rest. So there is some alignment there. The big refineries, there's only really four in the whole country. There's Port Arthur, where all the oil comes in in Texas. Linden, New Jersey, where it comes in on the East Coast. Witten, Indiana, that comes into the Great Lakes. And then Los Angeles, my friends. So I wanted to give you the meat. And the last thing I'll tell you about the transportation, transporting in and through California, through Illinois, through now Colorado with more tolls and the expense. Truckers are charging more because it costs more to come through some of these mountainous states, the high touristic states, and even some of the more highly regulated states. So it's a big web to navigate, but right after the break, I'm going to tell you, getting outside our bubble, how this applies to your real estate, how this applies to your cost of living. Don't go anywhere. Call me to start your purchase or refinance mortgage, 719-330-1457, during the break. And I'll be back to sum up the show about looking outside your bubble. You're listening to The Jay Garber Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin. We want to pop you up. Well, thanks for staying with me. I am Jay Garvin. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show. Today I'm talking about getting outside your bubble. Now I plan to travel this summer a lot because my son is almost out of the house. My daughter is a junior in high school within the next 24 to 30 months. My wife and I are going to be empty nesters. So I've made it a priority. We have got in our car and traveled more in the last three years, 2020, 2021, and now 2022, than we've done in our entire life. I used to hop on an airplane. Now we hop in a car. We did hop on an airplane to go down to Knoxville, Tennessee, direct from Denver. I'm excited. There's no mask mandates in the airports, but airline tickets are outrageous, like $400 a ticket just for a family on Frontier Airlines for a direct flight from Denver to Knoxville. It was worth it. But it's just neat to see the different cultures around the country. Very different vibe in Tennessee in a positive way. It's very redneck. I tell people that Gatlinburg literally down to the street vendors is like a hillbilly Breckenridge. Mountains on either side, some really nice families, really nice interaction, but it's just a hillbilly Breckenridge. And you take Pigeon Forge, where in Breckenridge or Gatlinburg, you get out and you walk the streets and there is Ripley's Believe It or Not stuff like that. We're in Breckenridge, you'll have a mountain bike ride. They'll go ahead and have a chairlift that goes to the top of a mountain to do a maze or a garden event. Uh, Far more athletic here, but the same walk-around environment. In Pigeon Forge, 
are Dollywood or Dollywood's Splash Country. It's more like Wisconsin Dells, maybe a little bit Glenwood Springs where you drive, you know, from Hot Spring to Hot Spring to Amusement Park. Take Glenwood Springs times a hundred, four and a half million people come into the valley. But there's families everywhere. They're driving. It's blue collar, the best restaurants, the best adventure. You're not going to see theater and art. You're going to see go-karts and mountain coasters and mazes and Titanic museums and Alcatraz museums and Ripley's aquariums and stuff like that. But the culture is different. Everybody is holding a door open for someone, yes, sir, no, sir. You put the spin on what you experience in Colorado. I have mine. It's just different. I'm telling you right now, there's more difference between Denver, Colorado, and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, than there is between Berlin, Germany, and Paris, France. I've been to both, all four. you got to go all the way to Istanbul, Turkey, to get the extreme difference. And, folks, it's almost the same when I went into upper Wisconsin and Hayward, where everybody's on a lake, nothing is locked, people give you the, your boat for your day on the handshake, and here in Colorado, you know, we've got sheriffs and folks showing us how to lock down and protect our cars because of the thefts. But also, you've got no mosquitoes here, you've got the most beautiful summer evenings, and Wisconsin is as well, but you have to take a bath in mosquito repellent. They'll fly off with you, they're so big. My wife has a tick. I won't call it a phobia, but it's close to it. You got spiders and snakes and all of that. So people come. I came. I call Colorado home for a reason. And that's all of the living, environment, climate. But when you come down to the actual cost of living, as a businessman, as a family man, as the one who's the primary breadwinner in my house, Colorado is a beautiful place to live. The best that I've ever been in all the places I've lived. 14 different states and six different countries. But the cost of living is increasing based on the popularity of our state and that demand and the cost of operating a store for the price you have to buy it, house, the price you have to buy it. Mixing that in with a very progressive state government and a pervasive regional government talking about Pikes Peak Regional Building Department, the cost of getting permits for a house is going up again, and 100% of that will be transferred to you, the consumer. I believe developers and builders are underpaid. I tried to be one with a complex, and it almost gave me a complex. I think we need to pay builders more to come into the state. So all of those things combined... I'm telling you, call me at 330-1457. I will help you budget because the cost of living in Colorado is only going to continue to go up. We're 104% of the cost of living. I believe by 2030 we're going to be 110, a full 10% more expensive to live in Colorado Springs. Tennessee is 94%. That's 6% or a full 10% more affordable in Tennessee to live in Colorado. And you have to look at these things going into retirement. You have to look at these things going into building a family. Now, you have to decide Colorado is very attractive. Colorado Springs, the Pikes Peak region, notching up very fast, bringing a lot of military here, a lot of the IT, the security, a lot of the cybersecurity. So it's getting a good job. That's why San Francisco, a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment, 
or condo sells for $2 million, it's because you can get a job for a quarter of a million dollars there. So there is a connection. But we're bouncing back to a buyer's market. So it's so important that you get a lender that has the big picture of looking outside the bubble, not only in the state, but within the real estate market, within financing. And I want to be that individual for you, especially if you are in retirement over 62 years old and you have a lot of equity in your house and you don't have enough fixed income at the end of the month to pay all your bills. The most important thing I've said in this whole hour is call me and I can introduce you to home equity conversion mortgage, a HECM FHA product that allow you to stay in your house, take cash, and make no principal or interest payments. But you have to call me first. I'm licensed loan originator. I have helped tens of thousands of people through the process. I can help you too. So take the time to call me. Not tomorrow. Just call me at 330-1457. Even if you can't take time to call, just ring the number and hang up. I'll see the missed call. You can go to ChurchillColorado.com. Churchill is my company, and Colorado's my state. ChurchillColorado.com. Click on the Colorado Springs team, on Jay Garvin's and my team, and get on my calendar or get my number and call me. It's 330-1457. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Sing a song for the broken hearted. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. It's my-